Welcome to episode 29 of the Closing Time Podcast. I'm Joe McGuire, along with Abby Bro. Uh, we are almost through the first month of January, if you could already believe that. Yeah. Been a great month for us so far. Got a couple of closings coming up uh, before yeah. the 30th, which is great. Yeah, they're a little holdover from last year, but we're going to knock them down right now and then continue with the others. It's going to be great. Did an open house last weekend. Got a lot of action there, which is always a ton of fun. Met the neighbors. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, we, we met the neighbors across the street from a listing, and uh, I got to tell you, I love them to death. They're great. They brought me, the, the wife brought me over and, and brought me on a handheld tour with her <laughs> husband, mind you, who's an amazing guy too, Yeah, all over their house. Um I love people who know areas and can talk on the history of it. Mm-hmm. I find that so fascinating. And then also a little bit of gossip about some of the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> you like that too, you know? Which is always fun. But yeah, it's always really good to know, um, you know, the history of the town that you're working in, especially if it's not one that you do a lot of business in. So talking to the neighbors is a great way to um, get that knowledge. Yeah. And I've, um, I don't think you've started yet, but I am pretty much done with my continuing education, which is due coming soon you're done yeah i got one more coming up i got the law review the second one to do um i think that's right right yeah so this past week i did the law review the first one um i so i did that at the connecticut um conference center that was awesome um i really enjoyed uh you know everything we had to learn it was just a refresher of everything we need to do as realtors um to make sure that we're all in the up and up so that's really great now, you've assumed I haven't even started. You have not. You're absolutely correct. 100% correct. I just wanted to let you know that. Yeah. Well, I'll get on you on that later. No, that's good. Yeah. But you know what? If you don't get called out, this is this this all comes down to accountability. Uh, accountability. Yeah, that's absolutely. what we're here for. Yeah. I like to wait. I like to wait till the 11th hour to get my continuing. <laughs> I'm in. sure you're not alone. Yeah. 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 I'm going to get on it early this year. I will have it done by the end of March. How's that sound? Perfect. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so we had a, a, a meeting last week uh, here at New England Prestige Realty, and uh, the the topic of the uh, clear cooperation policy. Came well, it up. was. Well, it came up. We got derailed. So it was. We did get derailed. That's der- right. Yeah, it was going to be a training on you know lead genning. Um, and then someone asked a question about, um, coming soon or, you know, the paperwork for a delayed listing and we got derailed for about an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so MLS has until May 1st to implement the policy. Uh, you've got a business day to get it on the MLS. Mm -hmm. One business day. Now, of course, everyone just makes the assumption that means they're banning the coming soon and Mm -hmm. that is not accurate. Right. Uh, so, so here's. Here's what it does and what it doesn't do. It does not prohibit coming soon listings or office exclusives or even uh, marketing to private networks. You can still do that. But what it does ensure is that all MLS participants will have a full view of the inventory in their market and sellers will have full exposure of the property. Yes. That's great. I mean, again, this is all meant to be uh, pro-competitive, pro-consumer benefits. Um, This is one of those things about MLS that upsets people and mm-hmm. this is this is what causes problems and pocket listings and, and and things of that nature so in reality you you don't you can still do all those things you just right. have to have it in mls with the paper right with it yeah with one business day with all the paperwork um correctly uh signed by all parties and the dates correct yeah we went as so far as to actually call the association. We did. Right? We got Isn't them that? on the phone. Um, 
Because a lot of people do have questions about that, but it is in the new Realtor magazine. Definitely read up on it. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I I did one coming soon once and I didn't like it because you have 14 days. So you put it up as coming soon, right? Um, because for one reason or the next. And um, the house... It might be ready sooner or the seller might be like, you know what? Um, we're going to have a really great week uh, weather-wise next week. I want it listed. But you can't. You can't do it. You got to wait the full two weeks. And that burned me when I did that coming soon. So I'm not going to do it again. I don't advise it. Um, and then also, you know, is, is the house ready or not? You know, is it ready for the market or not? If it's not, then just wait. Um, cause again, like I said, anything can happen. It's kind of like, you're not really, you're either pregnant or you're not, <laughs> you know, that is a 100% accurate statement. You're not a little bit pregnant, you know? Yes. So, um, just to keep everything on the up and up uh, for my own business, I'm, I'm just gonna not do the coming soon. So you're, you're going to ban the cutting, cutting, coming might, soon for yourself. I might, I might, I might. All right. Um, yeah, don't quote me on it, but <laughs> well, look, it, you know, what? I don't advise it. It's yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's one of those things that'll start start to sort itself out. Yeah, uh, as the year goes on. Yeah. So, but something definitely be aware of, and uh, make sure you're compliant by May first. Uh, if you're not until then, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna run into some trouble. Um, you know, it's it's the beginning of the year. And uh, you just mentioned continuing education, and it's probably a good time to remind everybody, ourselves included, that, you know, sometimes you have a great relationship with your clients, Mm -hmm. and they ask questions of you, uh, you know, hey, you're my buddy, Abby, can you answer this question about foundations, or about mortgages, or Mm -hmm. about closing, um, or appraisals? And again, if you know the person really well, you you almost want to be like, oh yeah, I can tell you all about it. Yeah, on the on the you know on the side, I can give you the sure. Answers. You know, you do that but little hand like you're that. Not do, you're, that's a disservice you're doing. You do not do that. Do not First do of that. all, you you know you could be potentially setting yourself up for a lawsuit, or worse, a state regulatory agency complaint. Right. You don't need those kinds of problems because. You took a shot at how old that roof was. Right. You know, it's a it's a silly thing to do. We're not home inspectors or roofers or plumbers or electricians. We're definitely not structural engineers. Mm-hmm. And despite our solid CMAs, we're not appraisers. No. So don't play that game. I I back in my younger days, I always, you know, people would ask me stuff and and I would try to speak on it. And then uh, an old broker of mine heard me one time and was like most of what you said was wrong. <laughs> you should probably call your client and tell them that. And I had to do that, which yeah. was awfully embarrassing. But that's when I learned if you don't know something, yeah, you know. And that's, and that's a valuable mistake that you did. You know, you're never going to do it again. But it also, that was at the time where I started to develop a network of trusted mortgage guys. Your dirty dozen. Yeah, the people I could, yeah, you got a question? I'll hit the guy up right now or the gal up right now and I'll get you your answer. Yeah. Um. But again, don't ever put yourself in a position where you're telling a client anything that uh, even if it's if it's within your knowledge, you're you're a realtor. And if you're speaking as a realtor, only speak about real estate. Mm-hmm. I think that's the uh, that is the lesson of the day. So now, why is that? Why is that? Is there a segue here? Oh, yeah. Okay, here's a segue. Well, so here, here it comes. It's January 24th, and I believe we found the worst people of 2020. Yep. 
and it, the competition might not ever get any closer than this. I don't know. Um, but I think this is something we should talk about. Uh, neighbors have sued the family of a terminally ill boy. And this is in Texas. This is in Texas. Not in Connecticut. Uh, they violated the homeowners association restrictions on the size of the playscape. Now the Costa family of Georgetown, Texas, their three-year-old son, his name is Colton. Mm -hmm. He is a rare disease called Hurler syndrome. It's a terminal genetic disorder of the cells, the tissues and the organs got to diagnose this kid was heartbroken. His parents are like, what do you want? He picks a playscape, right? The biggest playscape with the most slides that he could find. And he loves it. However, that's when the Gottlieb family, some neighbors of theirs, uh, sued them for violating the Homeowners Association restrictions. It's 14 feet high, but you can't block it from view. Yeah. I can see it. Ugh. It's horrible. So they're seeking $100,000, uh, which was the amount required by state law in order to file the suit. Unbelievable. Which, I mean, I guess everything they do in Texas is bigger, including minimum lawsuits. Right. It's got to be hundred k. It's a lot of money. So the playscape could either be torn down or brought to code, um, which is stunningly ridiculous, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, I think there are people who are going to disagree, who are going to say, that's the HOA rules. Got to right. live by them. Those are the rules. You should have, you know, maybe looked at that. those rules. You definitely looked at the rules and measured the playscape. Or maybe even um, lobbied to have the rules changed before you installed it. So those are just a little devil, devil's advocate right there. So Colton's mom says, uh, yeah. statistically, he shouldn't live past his 20s. Oh, jeez. But the inactive lifestyle will slow well, down we'll his slow death. Down, right. Yeah. So, and increase his, you know, quality of life, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, the building committee in town did say that DaCosta's submitted plans for the playscape that was in accordance with their protocols, however, would not comment on whether or not the plans had been approved before oh. construction began. Interesting. Yeah. So I think it might be more of that. Yeah. Uh, now, despite the Gottliebs, who are the worst neighbors uh, in the world, mm. uh, the rest of the neighbors have been showing support for the uh, Costas family. Uh, wearing these little uh, pink foam hearts mm -hmm. uh, with supportive messages. The reason I bring this story, because it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Obviously, a little kid died, you know, and, and, and again, there are going to be people who are going to say HOA rules. That's just the way it goes. But yeah. yeah, I think, again, as an agent, it's really important that when you're selling a home and there's a homeowners association, I think you should encourage your client to be involved. Right. After they purchase the home, get yes. involved, get on the committee, go to the meetings, um, have your voice heard. I feel like typically the people who get picked on in these homeowners associations are not people on the board. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know people on boards <laughs> at, at different homeowners. And I can tell you, I mean, they some of these people live to make other people's lives miserable. Right. Because that's how they draw joy in the world, uh, which is so unfortunate. Um, but... I don't know. Yeah. And obviously, this is an unforeseen circumstance for this family. Um, but when you are purchasing a home, a condo, a house within an HOA, you do have those that time period in, in where you can read all the regulations. And if something doesn't fit with your lifestyle, then you can terminate the contract, which is great. You know, so not only the the, the finances you can review, but you can also review all the rules and regulations. Maybe there's something like a 
you can't make any noise past 10 o'clock. You know, you can't park um, in certain areas on the weekends, overnight, what whatnot. Um, some all weird stuff. Dogs, you can't have dogs. I've had that. I've had to sell a condo with, where there's no dog. And that was like a breaking point for the buyer. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even though they knew that beforehand, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so there, there's uh, a lot of things involved in, in regards to HOAs, but it's so sad that this had to happen, you know, and it was unforeseen. Yeah. Well, again, I think if you're going to be part of an HOA and, mm-hmm. and if you're an agent or if you're someone buying into an HOA, you know, probably really sit down and read those rules. Yeah. Really be familiar with them. Yeah. Go through them. Maybe have your attorney go through the, the finances with you as well. Because I think it's easy sometimes. And you're like, oh, yeah, great. I'm going to sign this. Those are the rules. Great. Yeah. And, and and then you're like, oh, I didn't know. Well, now you know. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know. And that's how you avoid crazy stuff like that. Um, speaking of crazy stuff, how about a house for a dollar? I'll take it. I'll take two. Yeah. What if it was in southern Italy? Yes. You could buy a whole neighborhood with, like, pocket change. That's great. Um Bisassia, which is a, a beautiful town in, in the south of Italy, has mm-hmm. put 90 dilapidated buildings on the market. They are one euro. So it might so not even not actually a be a dollar. It might yeah. be like 86 cents. <laughs> uh, man, you could buy it like you could buy half the town for like 20 bucks. Right. Um, you know, there's we've seen this a lot in Italy uh, where there's dilapidated buildings in towns that are kind of dying where they will incentivize people to move there. Uh, in Passasia, uh, unlike some of the other places, uh, it's very tightly clustered, the homes. And so their idea is to make these more communal projects. Yeah, which is so hot right now, to be honest. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It really is. Um, in in most places in Italy, when, when they do these programs, there's a certain level that you're supposed to commit to finance-wise of what you're going to do and what you're going to spend to get your house up to code. Mm-hmm. Um, this town does not have that. Wow. Yeah. A dollar and no regulations. Correct. Madness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the dream yeah. right there. For a lot of that people. That is, man. Suddenly I'm thinking about a second home. You know? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that sounds great to me. Um, it, it, this, this just wouldn't be our podcast if there wasn't at least one horrifying what? story. I know, right? Um. <laughs> But at least we didn't start with it. That's right. Didn't yeah. lead off with this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stuart Weldon is on trial in Massachusetts for the murder of three different women. Mm-hmm. His home is for sale in Massachusetts. Uh, and this past week, a couple and their agent went to see the home. And let's just say they were traumatized when they left. Right. Uh, the house, as I mentioned, is in Springfield. You could check it out on Zillow. It's still there. Uh, it's a 1,026-square-foot property described as cozy, well-cared for, and great house for first-time buyers. Two bedrooms, one bath. Asking price is one thirty-seven five, which is a really good deal. And the house is in really good shape. And so a lot of people that saw the house were like, wow. What's the catch? That is an amazing price. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the listing does not mention uh, that is where Stuart Weldon uh, lived. Mm. He was arrested May 18th of, of 2018. Uh, so it's still fresh. It is still fresh in town. People still remember this. Uh, he actually got pulled over for a bus at taillight. They found a woman uh, in the back of the car. Uh, who had been in the home, who he was oh, apparently... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a horrible, horrible story, but the would-be buyers are in the house. They go mm-hmm. down to the basement, 
and it I mean it looks like a it looks like it doesn't look like a like a fun finished basement. No. You know, you're not having um game night down there. Uh but also it was soundproof. Oh my god. Yeah, for obvious reasons. And so of course the buyers are like, that's so weird. Why would the basement be soundproof. Well, they could be doing podcasting. They could be. That certainly would be a great idea. My husband is in a band on the side. So your basement soundproof. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, however, the agent suddenly realized that's not it. Though. Where that's they not were, the case, it's yeah. not. It's not a band. It's not a podcast. <clears throat> he said, "Oh God, let's leave. I know why this house is still in the market." Yeah. Uh, the couple got out of the house. He apologized to them, uh, yeah. but they are. Um, Apparently traumatized. Yeah. And uh, who knows whether or not they're going to even buy another house now. Oh, I hope so. I that's hope how that's... traumatized these four poor folks oh, are. Out of, you know, homeownership is so rewarding. I would hope that they would just be able to push on. I've been in some weird houses. I, I don't know how yeah. I would react to something of that magnitude. Of that ma- yeah. Well, I've seen my fair share. This was a rental in East Hartford. There was a stripper pole in the basement with car bench seats. On like stadium seating style all around in like a circle, which was lovely. Um, It was being rented. So the renters just did that. Um, So that was my crazy thing that I saw uh, recently. But you know what? Speaking of Massachusetts homes, have you seen the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix? Oh, my goodness. So mind you, first of all, I have friends who are from Bristol and and know Aaron Hernandez and his brother, DJ, who played Mm -hmm. football at UConn. Um, What a fascinating. I just finished it literally last literally finished it last night. And and my wife was in tears. Uh, it was haunting. It really was. So haunting. Uh, that CTE, and, and I mean, I played football through high school. Mm-hmm. and, and you I know, played football. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I was an offensive and defensive tackle. I, I used to go up against this guy at practice who every time he hit me, Abby, mm-hmm. I kid you not, my entire face, my jaw, all down my neck just stung in pain. Yeah. Especially as it got towards the colder months. And nobody ever wanted to hit against that guy. So it always seemed no matter where I tried to put myself in line, we always end up matched up against one another. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a concussion. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have. Um, I'm sure I have and, and probably didn't know it. But to, to see if you haven't seen the documentary, you got to see it because at the end, uh, the to brain. see the brain scan yeah. of Aaron Hernandez, not to excuse anything that he did. But if you look at the damage done to his brain at 27 years old, mm-hmm. uh, he had the brain of like a retired NFL player who'd gotten his brains bashed in for years. Right. Um, such a tragedy. Trans- it really, really. But was. you know what I really picked up on in like the third um, one, the third because it's three parts. The yep. third part, the realtor. Did you pick up on her? She works for the Patriots as like their Relo realtor. How do you get that gig? I want that gig. (laughs) I love that you picked up on that. I'm like, wait, wait, what? And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, she is the Patriots realtor. I literally pulled up like my phone. I'm like, how do I get this gig? (laughs) I totally want that. Yeah, it's amazing. Because she got him his his mansion. She gets all the mansions for him. And then she got him the, the side apartment that he was living in. (laughs) <laughs> and I want to get side apartments yeah, for people. So maybe we'll put that on uh, the to-do list for this year. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, mind you, the house in Springfield is still on the market. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. The serial uh, killer. If, yeah. you, uh, if you do have any interest in a pretty cheap house. Yeah. There you go. 
so that's going to do it for this week's episode. Just sort of the latest uh, news and, and stories going across the real estate world. Uh, we invite you to visit our website, ClosingTimePodcast.com. You'll find the links to all of the stories here on today's show. You can also download all of our 28 previous episodes, uh, which are full of all sorts of great information. Uh, we always invite you to comment uh, or, or message us if, if there's topics or, or specific um, industries you'd like to hear on the show, whether it be home inspectors or uh, anything that we do here in the real estate world. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, make sure you download us uh, and listen to us on any of your podcast formats. We're on all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. Just search for The Closing Time Podcast. For Abby Bro, I'm Joe McGuire. Catch you next week on the Closing Time Podcast.